Yo, 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 what's going on? This is your friendly neighborhood knucklehead, and this is the Part-Time Artist Podcast, episode 124. It's Wednesday, November 17th, right around 12, 15 p.m., and we're in the holiday season officially. Christmas lights are coming up here in Philly. It doesn't matter that Thanksgiving didn't happen yet. It is what it is. You know, it, it's it's Christmas time. No other holidays can really compete around here, um, which is a shame. I liked that part of New York was kind of fun when I was living around there to see, you know, menorahs and just other kinds of decorations other than just candy canes and Santa Claus and stuff like that. It gets a little monotonous. Uh, but anyway... We have a real special guest on our show today. We have Sarah Ray from Atlanta. Welcome to the Part-Time Artist Podcast, Sarah. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on here. Right on. Now, Sarah, before we get into anything, um, usually I like to give a top three. Um, So I, I have kind of two for you two options um because i noticed something when i was browsing your websites and stuff like that but first off i'll say do you have top three fall activities top three fall activities yeah um well here in atlanta one of the best fall activities and I might sound like a square when I say this, it's probably the Botanical Gardens. Okay. Um, The Botanical Gardens is like your Mm go-to, cheap, sometimes free, pretty much just like you just said, they have Christmas lights up November 1st. (laughs) The (laughs) The Christmas lights, they sing to you, they sing Christmas songs to you, like those TikToks that you see where like they, like the lights sing to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. The caroling. Oh, yeah. So it's really nice when electronics are caroling to you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then also, I think that my second favorite thing in fall is going to the North Georgia Mountains. Okay. Um, they're just, they're gorgeous here in Georgia. Uh, and then, of course, the holiday shows. There's a holiday show that happens yearly here in Atlanta, um, and it's uh, put together by a local musician. He goes, his name is Jeffrey Bootser, um, and it's uh, like three different acts playing Vivaldi, Charlie Brown. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, you went a little winter on me. I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass for that because I know like they're like everyone's rushing into winter in November for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, botanical gardens do a really good job. I remember when I was living in the Bronx, there's the Bronx Botanical Garden, and they would have a holiday train show in the wintertime. And that was actually one of my favorite things about New York, is that holiday train show where they have all of these super intricate train sets set up uh, indoors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're, like, interweaving with, like, all of these different, you know, architectural, like, model types. I don't know what it is for me, but, you know, like, models and, like, miniature versions of things are super <laughs> fascinating. I don't know why. Um, I, um, I, I, my grandfather actually put together, like, all these little tiny towns every year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
those things are are cool all right so the, my other top three this was like i was like kind of conflicted but a real theme here in philadelphia because of our football head coach uh went in a press conference and he started talking about uh flowers and stuff like that so people in philadelphia are super uh flower oriented right now <laughs> and when i was scrolling through your website i was like all right this has to be a big theme for you as well I want your top three flowers. That's tough. That's a tough one. I didn't think we'd get into the tough questions so quickly. (laughs) This is supposed to loosen you up. I mean, we can have honorable mentions. We can have honorable mentions if, like, you know, if if it's a a toss-up between tulips and petunias or something. Um, okay, so my, my favorite flower is the lilies, specifically water lilies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably up next would have to be daffodils and then sunflowers. Okay. I was going to say, you were about to be the first girl I ever met that didn't list sunflower as their favorite flower. Um, but, yeah, we <laughs> we snuck it in there in the end. Yeah, sunflowers are cool daffodils i think are my mom's favorite flowers so that's cool um i mean they're, they're so cute and pretty and they look like little buds mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go my top three favorite fall activities number one has to be horror movies for me uh oh, that's an honorable mention for me yeah horror movies just hit different when the leaves are a different color I don't know, maybe it's like the orange and brown brings out all of the blood or something. Um, So I'm going to say, yeah, number one has to be horror movies. Number two in that vein has to be dressing up, costumes, costume parties, something like that, embracing an alter ego. Being someone else. Being someone else, (laughs) yeah escaping my flesh prison um number three fall um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with walks i think walks are one of my favorite fall activities for me it always um takes me back to being a kid and soccer season starting (laughs) So whenever I walk through a park in the fall, it just makes me think like I always like mentally am like getting myself psyched up for a soccer game or soccer practice, even though oh yeah, I, sure. <laughs> I haven't suited the cleats up. Uh, flowers, I don't know enough about. Um, if I was a pot smoking man, I would probably get into all the different strains of, of weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's not really part of my life anymore. Um so I'm going to go <laughs> I'm going to go See, with it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I'm going to go with number 1 Venus flytrap might not technically be a flower, but I'm it's pretty sh- sure it's not a flower. <laughs> it's not a flower. Um <laughs> plants flowers. I mean splitting hairs. I mean <laughs> Um, you gave me a pass on winter activity. I'll give you a pass on this one. Okay, good. Because I don't, I don't really know jack shit about flowers. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, 
I only really uh, hold them when I'm trying to figure out if uh, she loves me or loves me not, I guess. Um, yeah, there you go. I think, I think I'm going to go with a rose. I don't know why it just, it's so generic, but at the same time, it kind of, like when you see a rose, it just, you just get, I don't know, whatever interpretation is in your head is just there. I have no idea what to say. I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> uh, rose is one of the few flowers, like, I know. Um, I like purple ones. I Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, so. You said that you're basic with flowers. It's fine. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Let me off the hook. Um, so Sarah, let's talk a little bit about you, where you come from. Can you give us like a, I don't even know, a 30 second, a 30 second bio on your life as a musician and how you got to where you are now and anything that would be like a TLDR of your life? (laughs) Um, all right. TLDR. Uh, my name is Sarah Ray. Um, I'm 29 years old. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and still reside in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> um, but I've been a musician since I was eight years old. Mm. I also was a hairdresser for 10 years, had my own salon, um, went, I went to college for um, literature and education, as well as music theory. I've, I was a comic for a little while. I was in theater for a little while. Mm. Performer. A performer, yes, that's the word for it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, like a lot of people, the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't want to do hair anymore because people. I put out a little bit of music because I was bored and I missed doing it, and obviously mm-hmm. I had the time to do it all of a sudden. Um, and people were like, "You should put out more of that," and I was like, "All right." <laughs> Nice. And one thing led to another, and at the end of 2020, I got signed onto your record label, and Woo! here I am. If yeah. I can put in, I, I'll find a way. We've got some applause happening. Nice. <laughs> Woo! Clap, 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 we'll clap, put clap, that clap. in. We'll put that in. Fanfare. <laughs> Fanfare.mp4. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and so and here I am with my band, but I'm going to be going to rehearsal tonight. We have our first headlining show tomorrow night. Hey, and where is that at? Um, that's going to be at the star community bar here in Atlanta. Awesome. Now, Sarah, tell us about, uh, what's the name of the first song we're going to play and is there anything we need to know about it? Um, okay, so the first song uh, is Poison Ivy. It is one of my more recent singles, and it's actually a love song, although it's ironic name, Poison Ivy. Um, it was written for the purposes of expressing how love is not a linear emotion and mm-hmm. has so many different layers and textures to it that can be quite bitter and toxic. Okay, well, without further ado, Sarah Ray with Poison Ivy. Check it out.
right, that was Poison Ivy by Sarah Ray. And Sarah, remind, is that song available on Bandcamp? Yeah, all of my tunes are available on Bandcamp and all streaming platforms. Okay, cool. So we're going to have some links in the description. And if they can't click the links, uh, some some podcast players, you can't click the links. Uh, what is the Bandcamp URL? Um, so I am attached to my label, which mm. is lostgirlrecords.bandcamp.com. Oh, Lost Girl Records. Is that like a, is that like a Peter Pan reference or is that just like random? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, it's so, a um, femme, femme identifying woman owned and femme forward label. Oh, right on. Excellent. Um, so yeah, go check them out. Um, I'm sure they have other content on there, but obviously we're giving you the spotlight today. Um, so Sarah, wow. Um, that bio, there were so many parallels between my life and yours. I mean, even starting out with, uh, us being 1992 babies. Um, yes, yes, 92. There was something, uh, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not going to generation shame anybody. Um, but yeah, um, I'm back in my, when you say you're, uh, you're still in Atlanta. So did you ever leave and come back or have you just been grounded there? Um, I have been all over the U S I've been to the West coast. Uh, I've been up to the very tippy top of the East coast, um, Texas, pretty much all of the Southeast. I think the only place I've never really touched is the Midwest. (laughs) Mm. So what makes you, Um, what makes you come back to Atlanta? Is it just friends and family support? Yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty much. You know, the Atlanta community, I mean, it changes a lot throughout the years, but the great thing about the Atlanta community is everybody wants to collaborate Mm. and it's, it's, it's always like such an inviting thing. Um, you know, as long as you're nice to people and you can draw a crowd, anybody is willing to book you and put their chances on you. Um, you know, you can pretty much walk into somebody else's show and say, you want to play a show with me? Yeah, cool. Great. Now you've got a bill. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. I am having the hardest time here in Philly getting band members. It is it is so tough. I was doing the same thing when I lived in New York. I was going to punk shows and I was trying to be like, is anyone here like trying to get in a band or whatever, <laughs> trying to get on a show? Um, I will say uh, when I was on tour, I we had a hard time getting a show together in Atlanta. Is Atlanta kind of, do, do we keep our cards close to our chest? No, I wouldn't think so. I think with Atlanta, the issue is it is such a coveted spot to play shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, well, it's about consistency when it comes to emailing, but it's also about <laughs> getting the right emails. Sure. <laughs> because um, it, sometimes the lines are a little blurred on who the actual talent bar, buyer for every venue is. So, like, you know, a lot of, I I mean, I have spreadsheets. I have spreadsheets for my spreadsheets, and I keep those spreadsheets (laughs) up to date as much as I can. Um, And so it's just just really about getting the right email. Sometimes there's, like, an outdated email, 
Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, it's still their email and they have a different email. And it's like a lot of my connections I've made is just in-person networking, to be perfectly honest. Right, yeah. That makes sense. I kind of like that, but it does make your life a little bit difficult sometimes if you have a lot going on. Um, Do do you feel Atlanta the environment, the city, the suburbs, what, whatever, the lifestyle, do you feel like it's conducive to a part-time artist? Hmm. Um, yes and no. Um, before, like a long time ago, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, 100%. Um, but these days, you know, with the film industry moving to Atlanta, and people from New York moving down from to Atlanta for for various different reasons. Mm. Um, the, the living prices have skyrocketed, and the gentrification is unreal. Um, so yes, it's really easy to work um, with like the existence of apps. Like I, I technically work twelve different jobs, um, but you know, with the existence of like Grubhub, Uber Eats, Lyft, Uber X, like. A lot of the venues, especially right now, are constantly looking for help. So, like, I work the door at the math grade sometimes. Okay. Yeah, New Yorkers are just ruining everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you. I mean, that was another thing that I was getting into. I mean, we can get into this a little bit. I, I did the same thing. Like, I was hustling. Right now, yesterday – was it yesterday? No, Monday – Monday, I did my first shift as a server. This was, like, one of my, like, first jobs since, like, the pandemic. Like, the job market is just so bizarre right now. Um, You're just sending applications everywhere, and, like, Mm -hmm. 80% of them are, I guess, going in the trash or who knows, the graveyard. Um, and yeah, that's what I've been doing is hustling through, uh, apps to make money. And I had, um, I had a little, I had some success with, you know, DoorDash and things like that. Like I still have that app in my pocket and, uh, when the time is right, I'll fire it up and, and figure it out. Um, so that is, I feel like that has kind of been a saving grace for, the part-time artist world because you know strict schedules and non-flexible jobs can be a little bit tough especially if you're touring i mean touring nowadays i i don't know how you're doing it if you are doing it uh godspeed um (laughs) but yeah just having a job that will let go of you for a couple months is not even really out there um yeah, and that's um. So that's I I ended my ten year hair career to do music, mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of that was a big thing where it was like my music was skyrocketing locally and started to skyrocket. Like I've got I make jokes that my music has made it over to Europe before I have, mm. um, but that's kind of why I did it was because I was like, okay, well if I'm only putting. currently into my music what happens if I go into 100% where I'm 100% flexible (laughs) Mm. yeah so actually I want to touch I want us to get into another tune really quick and then I want us to come back to that thought because um success is such a 
broad term. I want to know how you define it. But we're going to get into this other tune. This tune is called... Wait a minute. What's the next tune? <laughs> I got it all. Um, Selenite Souls. Okay, Celebite Soul. I got it. All right, check this out. Selenite Soul, uh, Sarah Ray. Is that one on Bandcamp as well? And all the streamer, the stream beats? Yeah, yeah. Um, so every, all of my tunes are on Bandcamp um, and all streaming platforms as well. Right on. It's funny you should mention Europe. 
Um, I was just informed that the podcast is in the top five podcasts of performing arts in Sweden. So shout out to Sweden. Shout out to Europe for appreciating the part-time artists out there. Um, if you're from Sweden and you want to get on the podcast, hit me up, parttimeartistpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so let's get back into... So Sarah, we're finding success and how do you like, what what's going on in your head when things are starting to move in a certain direction? Like there must be like a ton of anxiety trying to push you. Like, what do I do here? What, what goes on? Like, how did we ultimately land on the record label and, and things like that? What, what was your thought process like with this, this success in quotes? So it's it's funny. Um, the I'm, I've actually been on two record labels this year. Um, so the the record label who initially found me was a label called Bentley Records, mm-hmm. um, and they uh, <laughs> they sent me an email um, through my Instagram, and they got they like found me on Instagram through hashtags, sent me an email, and I honestly thought this is a scam. It has to be right. Um, but sure enough, no, I got in touch with the, the representative who wanted to speak with me on the phone. We talked a little bit. She sent me over like a preliminary contract and that's how that happened. It was really honestly like a couple of days. Wow. Um, and when I signed with them, uh, I released my first single, um, Dancing Sun, which I, I remember specifically the day that that single dropped and hit stores, I, uh, I was working on clients all day long. And of course, I like hyped it up a little bit beforehand, but it was like my first rodeo with releasing my music to the public like that. And uh, so I, I hyped it up a little bit, did like a three-day um, release campaign. And I remember I couldn't check my phone all day. And I finally came and sat in my car um, right before I was on my way home at the end of the day. And that, at that point, Dancing Sun had been out for about eight hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I opened my phone and I had like 32 messages from friends, like eight missed calls. Mm. And it was just like all these all these people that I knew who were like, oh, my God, like that was amazing. When's the next song coming out? <laughs> Yeah, people are paying attention. So I, I remember like just sitting in my car crying. I was like, wow, I did not expect that kind of response from my first ever single. So was that how you would define success? Like how would you, if you were to sit there like right now and going through what you've went through, like how do you, how do you think an artist overall how should we define success? Honestly, um, success to me would be my music doing enough for me to pay my bills and allow me to continue playing music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a really simple person. Um, I, I really just want to be able to put my music out to people, make them feel a certain way, and, you know, I'd like to go around the world with it. And as long as I can do that, I feel successful. Mm. 
And where where do you feel like uh, this is like getting so this is like getting therapy level? But like, where do you feel like you're gonna end up? Where do you hope to end up? Like, do you have a specific def- uh, destination in mind or lifestyle? Are you like are you married to Atlanta? Are you hoping to cash out and go to Hawaii? Um, where I'm going to end up, I, I know for a fact that my music is going to take me to selling out stadiums. I know that for a fact. Okay. Um, and so my goal, my short-term goal so right now is to perform at Shaky Knees next year. Um, my long-term goal is for a world tour by 2023. Wow. Excellent. And now you've been... Um more releasing like singles and eps right so far um i just Mm -hmm. had a release uh on the 11th which was a tune called shadow girl Um, (laughs) yay fanfare dot mp3 (laughs) um exactly (laughs) and shadow girl is like a touch of my first full-length album that's Mm going to be coming out in january Oh, right on. So we'll have to check back with you maybe in a in a couple months, huh? Yep. Um, my first full-length album is going to be coming out on January 22nd called Bridge to Neverland. And Shadow Girl, as well mm-hmm. as a single coming out at the end of next month um, called uh, Static Ripple are both going to be on that album. Great. Now, now, when you're releasing an album, so how how is it? like different than singles so were you putting out singles because that's kind of what you agreed to with um with the contract or were you putting out singles to be strategic or both it was more strategic Mm -hmm. um these days the 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 name of the game is making sure people remember you Mm -hmm. and so a lot of the time, and I've seen this with local bands, I feel like this happens to a lot of bigger bands. Um, a lot of the time, unless you have like already have a pre-established millions of people fan base, mm-hmm. only doing like one album every year, every couple years, you know, people, they kind of fall off of your radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as a small indie band, you know, you have to especially with the with how TikTok is making people viral overnight and then they don't matter anymore and it's like it's like if you can consistently release good music people are going to notice they're going to share it people are going to be consistently prompted to go look at your Spotify because if they followed you they get notified every time you drop a single mm-hmm. so it's more of a strategic move based on how things currently work with everything being so digital outside of just regular show merch and stuff like that um to make sure that people are constantly getting notified that i'm around yeah exactly just constantly you're constantly poking the the sleeping giant (laughs) like hey remember me hey remember me hey remember me here i am here i am here i am pretty much (laughs) all right sarah talk to us uh about this last song here Okay, so this last song is actually a plug from my guitarist. Um, my guitarist is somebody I found. Uh, another reason why Atlanta's great. Uh, he moved in beside me. Aww. <laughs> and th- yeah, it was pretty great. It was serendipitous, honestly. Uh huh. 
Um, but he moved in beside me and um, this was still like pre-shows, you know, in the thick of the pandemic. And I, my music was gaining traction and I was starting to think, okay, I need to start making like a live show plan. They're going to start opening up soon. And uh, we like came in contact with each other outside one day and he was like, hey, I hear you singing sometimes. Are you a musician? And I was like, yeah. He was like, I'm a musician. And I was like, what? What? Did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, we pretty much did. And I was like, well, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I play guitar. And I was like, sweet. I need a guitarist for when I go do live shows. <laughs> right, right. And uh, he was the first member of my live band. Um so and it was awesome because his style which his his solo project is called true dark which is what the next song is from um his style like he is the stick guitarist he can sound like three different sounds at the same time mm, versatile um yes extremely versatile so like during our live shows specifically um he sounds like a synth and a guitar at the same time mm, so he really fills out the stage Yes, most definitely. And so True Dark, um, this song that's about to come up, it's like really a lot of ambient sounds. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure it, it, it's kind of used to invoke sadness in a way. Um, that's kind of what he described the song was about. I, I think he really likes people to kind of leave it to their interpretation. Um, but his ambient sound is always really, it, it's kind of like, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Abstract art. Mm. And so that that's what this song is meant to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's to invoke an interpretation to the listener, get your get your mind going. Um right on. Uh so Sarah, first of all, congratulations on the singles and the new album coming out. Best of luck. Um, where can people start following you and jumping on your bandwagon here? Uh, yeah. So, um, I have an email list that they can sign up for on my website, which is, uh, Um, that also has access to my merch. They can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Ray Smiles. Twitter at Sarah Ray Smiles and TikTok at Sarah Ray Smiles. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just smiling, singing, loving life. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. And now this last tune, bringing it full circle, is called The Rose That Grew From Concrete. Rip on, everybody. <laughs> 